Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, mom, Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Ah, uh, blow. How's that? You this blowing? Is a, this is a big blow. <laughs> We're... Man, we're such good pundits. But it was a big blow for Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders. Big blow. My basketball coach would always tell us whenever we would have to, whenever we would go get water, he would say, "Go get a good blow." I swear to God. I think Dennis Dennis Hastert said the same thing <laughs> to, the, to the wrestlers. He was so inappropriately coaching. All right, welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel with Marcus Parks, hey, as ben. always. Hey Ben. Uh, yeah. So we'll just do. We we got to cover the New York City primary. Of course, it was a big blow. A night of a night of big blows. Bernie Sanders came in with 42% of the vote uh, for the Democrats. Hillary Clinton came in with a walloping 58% of the vote. The people have spoken in the Democratic Party, and when I say spoken, mostly been silenced, <laughs> which is very interesting. But you got to get you got to give credit to Hillary. Where you got to you got to give credit where credit is due. Hillary ran a hell of a campaign here in the uh, in the state, and uh, she absolutely crushed him in Manhattan. Yeah, I mean she swept him in Manhattan. Completely, except for uh, he got Bernie Sanders got the East Village. Uh, he Ooh. got yeah, he got the East Village. Uh, he got Washington Heights, mm. uh, and still in the Bronx, of course. You know, she also pretty much swept uh, as well. He got the East Village in Washington Heights, huh? That's pretty much. Isn't it. that exciting? Because I like to go to one of those areas, <laughs> but not the other. Washington no. Heights is going through a massive drug problem because everyone's on the synthetic weed. Yeah, that is bad. I mean, it was really nice a few years ago, but these days it's uh. I I mean, it went from terrible to pretty good to, to you know, not all that great. So again. the East Village, everyone's on real weed, and then the <laughs> synthetic weed in the Washington Heights, they, they both went for Bernie. Maybe it's the same stuff. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows, man? Well, that's a cool area to win. Bernie won the coolest. I, I think the East Village is one of the one of the better parts of Manhattan. Yeah. No, it's my favorite part of Manhattan. I yeah. go there the most. Oh, yeah. Right. And in uh, Brooklyn, uh, of course, uh, Hillary Clinton, yeah, uh, I mean, she locked down the black vote. She got it. Uh, every black neighborhood, majority black neighborhood mm. in uh, in Brooklyn, uh, got uh, Hillary or voted for Hillary. Uh, the uh, like, let's see here, Williamsburg and uh, Williamsburg was extremely divided. Uh, yeah. You can see it dotted. You know, Hillary, Bernie, Hillary, Bernie. But uh, most of Bushwick, uh, where the hipsters are taking over, Uh-oh. almost all Bernie. There we go. 
Uh, we live in Williamsburg. I mean, I live in Williamsburg, rather. I live and, in bed And I got a chance to vote there. That was a real bizarre thing. I filled out an affidavit ballot. Many people did. Uh, affidavit? Affidavit. Affidavit ballot. <laughs> and it's a strange word, that one. Yeah, it is. And uh, we weren't sure if it's legal. They weren't sure if it was legal or not. Some voting stations allowed it. Others did not. I believe it was legal um, because they the precincts were, they loaded up on the things because there was so much, uh, you know, so much behind the scenes shenanigans going on with the vote. Absolutely. I went to two different polling places to try mm. to uh, actually do the affidavit vote. Uh, the first one that I went to, they had no affidavit ballots out there. I told them, like, listen, I'm an independent. I need to to actually do an affidavit ballot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were they just told me, it's like, oh, no, you have to be a registered Democrat. You can't do that. You can't do the affidavit no. ballot. I'm like, well, you know, actually, a friend of mine just did an affidavit ballot in a different district. I was his friend in the story. <laughs> I am his friend in real life, and I'm, I'm the friend in the story. Absolutely. You're, this is you're excited. Yeah. I'm part of the show. <laughs> Ooh, this is good. Yeah, you're the friend. Uh, and she said, oh, no, they made a mistake. They might have. An extremely condescending woman. And then she just kept saying, I'll see you in October. I'll see mm. you in October. Oh, it made me mad. I'll oh. see you at midnight. That's what I would say. <laughs> and That's then I great. went to a different precinct, and I was able to fill out the affidavit ballot. Everything worked out. Well, maybe she thought you were looking for her, your friend affidavit, affidavit ballot. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like a person's <laughs> name. You seen Mr. Ballot around here? Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, Hillary, you know, I I can't. Um, these uh, the people that support her. She can much like uh, Donald uh, Trump. We should talk about Trump really quick. He got sixty percent of the vote. John Kasich twenty five percent. Ted Cruz, the New York Values comment, caught up with him, and he only got fifteen percent. Going back to Hillary uh, real quick, she was on the Breakfast Club with a person that we know, Charlemagne the God. Oh, and he is. <laughs> and, and wouldn't you believe it? I think that he is a god, and he believes in aliens. Yeah. Oh my God, he'll go on and on about aliens. I worked on his show for MTV. Uh, he had a show on MTV2, and um, I, I was writing for it for two days, but it wasn't a good fit for me. The first day, I had to say, what's a ratchet? <laughs> uh, because they were discussing terms that I had never heard before. Uh-huh. This was a couple years ago. Yeah. Everyone knows what a ratchet is now. Yeah, 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 but back then, it was new. Ratchet is its old now, <laughs> and don't, no one even says it anymore. Oh, Once no. the whites start saying it, ah, it's get out. out of town. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing falls apart. That's the great irony. I always actually feel bad for the black community. They always have to keep working. Yeah, but you know, <laughs> because every time, every time they uh, come up with a cool term, I mean, and then white people start using it. Do these people know that they are ruining a culture? Yeah. Oh, you no, know? they I mean, don't. I think that black people would like to stick with a, uh, with linguistics for a year. <laughs> you know, just just terminology. For, and I mean, at this point, it goes on for about six months, and they got to change it up again. They absolutely do. At least, mm. you know, white people haven't necessarily jumped on good looking out yet. Because I live in a black neighborhood, and yeah. good looking out is a, it's a thank you. Well, like, we're on it now, Marcus. <laughs> good looking out. I was good looking out for you when, uh, when we were talking about the affidavit ballot. No, no, no. That's the wrong way to do it. Because, nah. see, good looking out, that's what I I say to you. Oh, I that, see. You know, and you tell me like, hey, there's an affidavit about that you can do because we're both independents. And I say, hey, good looking out. You can't pat yourself on the back and be like, good looking out. I was good looking out. <laughs> no, absolutely it's not. It's more of a, you, it has to be received. Yeah, it has to be huh. received. It's like, hey, you're doing me a good turn, mister. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's hip when you talk. <laughs> uh, you, you're doing me a good turn, mister. <laughs> but Hillary, she's on Charlemagne the God show. It's called The Breakfast Club. It's a hell of a show. I think it's the number one uh, morning show. And she's talking, trying to relate to the black uh, community. And then she brings up how she keeps hot sauce in her purse. Yeah. Which is, I mean, 
you know, she said she's been doing it for 20 years. Uh, people accused her of pandering, but then uh, people in defense of her say she's been doing it for 20 years. I think that's when she started to pander. Yeah. It's just a long con. <laughs> you know, she's just she's been working on this damn hot sauce in the in the purse. I remember says, Hillary, you don't even like this stuff. What are you doing? She's like, you'll get it. You'll get it. 2016, April 18th, 2016, I'm going on a hip-hop radio show. What's hip-hop, Hillary? <laughs> it's like N.W.A., yeah. but they but they don't want to kill as many cops anymore. <laughs> That's pretty much current hip-hop. Yeah. Um, and so she goes on there, and it was extremely uncomfortable and awkward. Of course, this is on the heels, uh, on the heels of Bill going after the Black Lives protesters, mm-hmm. um, discussing how super, super predator was an appropriate term. Do you want these people on the streets? Of course, just uh, the, on the streets. Of course, discussing his 1994 crime bill that put millions of people in prison. And then Hillary tries to relate to the black uh, people with the hot sauce in the, in the purse, but. It was totally, it didn't matter. Yeah, it absolutely didn't matter at all. Uh, and, you know, Bernie Sanders, you know, he's, uh, you know, he was over at Coachella uh, and he uh, he introduced yeah. the new Run the Jewels song. He brought Run the Jewels up on stage, Run the Jewels, an amazing hip hop band. Yeah. Or that group, uh, like, had Killer Mike, who's definitely, you know, been on Bernie's side yeah, and all he is. that. Uh, but, you know, honestly, like, Hillary went where it was at. Like, Coachella, like, Charlemagne the God, I would imagine a lot of black people listen to that. That's Co- true. Coachella, woo, Lily. It is Whoa, Lily. Lily. Woo, Lily? <laughs> when are black people going to start taking our terms? Oh, when you start making good ones? Oh, yeah. No, I can't Whoa, say. Whoa, Lily. <laughs> what the hell happened to you? Are you a golden girl? What went wrong? Woo, Lily. No, I meant. Go get a blow. Li- Go Lily White. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, but actually... I think I'm going to start saying, Woo, Lily. Woo. Woo. Trey's 20 minutes late. Woo, Lily. Oh, my. Good Lord. So, uh, my goodness, what a um, a big, a big loss. Big, big, big. It's huge. Cannot be expressed enough how large of a loss this is for Bernie. Uh, you know, we were hoping... Uh, well, not hoping, but it would have been good for him had he been able to just pull it within single digits. But, of course, that would have just been a symbolic victory anyway because, as we know, he needs to win roughly 60% of the delegates going uh, forward in order for him to have a chance of stopping her win the nomination. Um, so it's it's not... Uh it's not it's it's not a good uh, not a good thing for her. Mm. But you know it's interesting Bernie's message anti-Wall Street message actually resonated with the Republicans also, which I think is why Donald Trump was able to do so well. Of course Kasich won Manhattan. Those are the more rational Republicans, but 51% of the people that went to the polls registered Republican. Uh, said that they believe that Wall Street has hurt the economy. Only 47% said that they thought Wall Street had helped the economy. So the Bernie Sanders message of uh, you know getting money out of uh, out of politics and uh, the corruption uh, of Wall Street is resonating with both uh, with both sides. And I think Trump will start uh, playing with that because he, even in his uh, in his victory speech, you know, he talks about. Uh, the corruption of the Republican Party. And he says, I'm not a fan of Bernie. I'm not a fan of Bernie. But then he goes on to agree with Sanders when it comes to the way that we have our delegate process in primaries. Yeah, I think Bernie Sanders, you know, we've said this for months now, is that even if he doesn't win, which it's looking increasingly more unlikely that he is going to win the nomination. Yeah. Uh, but but even, he's just the beginning of this movement. Yeah. Trump, the movement ends with Trump, but Bernie, I mean, 
it, it could stick around for a little while. Yeah, it's really resonating with you know young voters, the next generation of voters. You know, the people that are going to be going to the polls in 2020. Uh, Bernie sure. Sanders, his message is really resonating with them. Uh, and here in New York City, you know, there were you know there's hundreds of thousands of independents. Right. You know, there's actually no, there's actually three million independents here in New York City. And if those three yeah. million independents were allowed to vote in the primary, then you know it's at the very least single digit, you know, a single digit defeat, I think, if not a full on victory for Sanders. Yeah, I think it, I think that would definitely have helped uh, Bernie Sanders. I'm sure some of those independents would have voted for Hillary, some for God knows, uh, you know, uh, Trump or Cruz. I mean, but I do think the majority would have voted uh, for Bernie Sanders, and that totally would have shifted the. Uh, yeah, it would have shifted the electorate into into a possible victory for him. Mm-hmm. But you know what's interesting? Uh, Bernie Sanders, you know, he really went all in with uh, New York, and I'm not sure if he if if they calculated this correctly. They were prede- uh, they were predicting by April 18th. Uh, they they were beginning to pr- uh, predict victory, which might not have been the smartest decision. Bernie Sanders outspent Hillary two to one. Uh, in New York, which sort of ironically undercuts his argument that money, uh, you know, buys elections because he certainly tried to purchase this one, uh, but it did not. It did not work out in his favor. He had to do it because Hillary Clinton has, especially here in New York, she has such name recognition. She was senator twice, you know, like she knows, yeah. uh, like she was here in New York. She had a, an office up in Harlem. Hmm. Like Hillary is a known quantity here in uh, in New York City and in New York State. Interesting thing about uh, Sanders and Clinton. Uh, is uh, that uh, Clinton won almost every city in New York City. Sanders won uh, Albany, uh, but she won Syracuse, Buffalo, Rochester, and uh, New York City. Uh, Mm -hmm. Sanders won almost every other county. And, you know, really, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. It's just sort of something that for Bernie supporters to say, like, well, we got one number bigger uh, than Hillary Clinton did. Oh, Uh, Lily! (laughs) Oh, Lily! But it is interesting that, you know, Hillary took all the cities, uh, except for Albany, except for the seat of government here in New York State. It's interesting. Yeah, I mean, you know, that happens with a lot of grassroots campaigns. They tend to they tend to get your more rural areas and your Ted Cruz's of the world get your more rural areas as well. Those parts of the country are really fascinating and that's where real um, you know, political differences lie within the communities. And uh, that's what's so fun about, uh, you know, these primary processes. You really get to have people who live next to, uh, you know, a Trumper lives right next to a Bernie Sanders supporter in these uh, in these smaller parts of uh, of the of the states. And it really gets fascinating because you have people who aren't constantly bombarded with others ideas. They just kind of sit in their homes and uh, think for themselves. <laughs> it can be good. It can be bad. Yeah. But no matter what, they have come to a conclusion that they deem rational and so it is exciting the rural voters um you know that's how you get your your kinky freedmans of the world yeah you know that's where you get uh you know um the fellow who unseated uh who unseated uh, eric Cantor. um what was his uh, what was his name now something right. dave david uh i think it was david david bratt uh, david bratt check it out margus um, but you know those are those are the David Bratt. Those are the interesting parts of the uh, of the electorate where people you know if you're in Manhattan 
you are you know there is a there is a much uh, you are much e- easier compelled to groupthink. Yeah. But in those more in those more isolated areas, there is a uh, there is some real independent thinkers, and you know people who want to build a moon colony but kick the Mexicans <laughs> out. You know, or like whatever it might be. I mean, they can be all over the map. Yeah. You can. know these people. You know, there's a transgendered person who is also just you know who believes the life begins at, uh, you know, when you come on a chest, <laughs> you know, I mean, so who knows, you know, yeah. it, 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 it's all over the map. Um, anyway, so we'll see if uh, Bernie can continue on. You know, he gets these huge numbers at Washington Park, uh, Washington Square Park. He had 27,000 people, you know, so he got, and, you know, obviously Twitter loves him. Google searches are through the roof, but not that doesn't really matter when uh, independents can't vote in the primary process. So and, it's sad. And that could also be just a curiosity thing. You know, people asking, like, who's this, uh, yeah. who, who is this Bernie Sanders guy? Uh, but also Donald Trump is, you know, among the number one Google searches, not just in uh, New York City or New York State, uh, but America. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, people are just, it's just curiosity, I think, more than anything. And Ted Cruz, my God, the memes are just too amazing. Oh. Did you see the one today with the, the woman on Mori Povich? Oh, it looks like the long lost son or the long lost daughter of Ted Cruz. Yeah, it's, it's hilarious. Was it, is it a trans person? No, it's, no, just, it's a, just a it's, woman. It's just a woman that's oh looking because God. she's looking for the father. Oh, I see. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> could be the Ted Cruz's father. I don't know. It could be. I mean, yeah. it looks just like the man. Yeah. And the yeah. other one is uh, something that I actually take a bit of umbrage to because I'm a big Monsters fan. Oh, yeah. It yeah, shows yeah. Ted Cruz morphing into Grandpa Monster. And right. I don't, that's not right. That's leave not Grandpa right. Monster alone. Leave Grandpa Monster out of it. He's one of our most beloved and treasured pop culture icons out there. Uh-huh. Leave him alone. Leave the monsters alone. We've left the monsters alone for decades now. We didn't make a movie. We didn't right. do a reboot. We Thank just God. left the monsters alone. The only people who are concerned with the monsters are the cramps, and I want to keep it that way. Who were the, the cramps? The cramps, yeah. They were uh, just an awesome punk band. Oh, I see. Yeah, 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 the cramps. Oh, yeah, the cramps. Yeah, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. kind of a f- oh, Lily. That's a fun name. <laughs> yeah, they uh, played at a mental hospital once. Go check it out. Did on they YouTube. really? They really did. It's a it's a beautiful. Well, if video. they didn't think they were crazy before, <laughs> good God. I mean, you're seeing butterflies for people's eyes, and then next thing you know, the cramps are performing. <laughs> They're bizarre kind of. I don't know how do you describe it. I know it's punk, but uh, yeah. it's I mean, fun. like psychobilly, you know, psychobilly, like, yeah, like, yeah, psychobilly, rockabilly. Uh, the Cramps are a, a wonderful band. I, I don't it. know if I would say that would be the best thing for a Looney Bin. No, well, I, I don't know, <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, or it's the, the best thing. They're on the wavelength, man. That's true. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point. And you don't even need speakers. You can just hook up your amp to two uh, insane people and have them yell. <laughs> That'd be yeah. kind of fun. A whole bunch of... You're the bass, it, you're the guitar. Yeah. Bum, 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 <laughs> human, The human sound system. Am I, in, I... I think I might be misconstruing what an insane asylum I is. I think you're not quite <laughs> sure what it is. It's where everyone plays... Yeah, everyone's their own speaker. <laughs> Isn't that what it is? Oh, Lily, go get a blow. Go take a blow. That is a terror. Coaches, if you are a coach listening, never tell kids to go take a blow. Nah. Sounds like a, a, a drug reference or something, an oral... Sex related. Now, when a coach says it, it's very oral sex related. Yeah. Yeah. Go Go. take a blow, boy. Mm, Not right. (laughs) Not not right at all. Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. 
If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org slash lost. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, for the record, I did get to see Senator Ted Cruz in real life. You did? Yeah, I did. He was in uh, he was in the Fox News building. He was doing Bill O'Reilly's show. He was all over these shows trying to, you know, get his image going. Mm-hmm. And uh, as odd looking in real life as he is in per- uh, uh, as he as he is on television, no major surprises. How's his aura? You know, <laughs> it's like sardine uh, you know he, he i i just feel like he eats like a 1930s navy man and uh just sardines it, and oranges yeah just kind of bizarre <laughs> probably using the hot sauce from hillary's purse and dumping soup. soup obviously we know he loves soup you know it's for a guy who likes soup he also doesn't look like he has a spoon in the house <laughs> you get you get the feeling he eats like tiny from house of uh house of a thousand corpses rob zombie's first movie he's a bowl man yeah, finger and bowl. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Why would I use a spoon? I just gotta. I gotta use my fingers. Make a finger spoon. Fiscally conservative. Women shouldn't masturbate. What was that? So uh, it does not look good for Ted Cruz. Sticking with him for a second. The states coming up are uh, not in his favor. We got Maryland, Connecticut, Rhode Island, and Pennsylvania. None of those states look good for him in the poll numbers whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And. Um, Maybe Kasich, you know, they don't look good for Kasich either. I don't. My, I was on Megan McCain's show yesterday, and the only positive thing I could see, if you are a Republican, for having Kasich stay in the race, he is the one that is maintaining a complete non-bigoted version of the brand. Yeah, he is attempting to anyway. He's trying real hard, but he just keeps getting drowned out. You know, well, he's you know, if you look at Ted Cruz, I mean, his religious just nonsense his he's so far socially conservative uh it's insane and then you look at some the you know the the more controversial uh racially charged and 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 religious uh religious phobia that uh, that Donald Trump throws out and we've talked about this on the show before being that Donald Trump isn't religious he had to get through a southern primary and i think he just went straight racist mm-hmm. and it worked yeah southern he, strategy for him, yeah, his southern strategy was just <laughs> yelling about anyone off-white. Yeah, Muslims and, are the new stra- uh, southern strategy. Yeah, uh, and that's mu- it. Muslims and uh, you know and uh, Hispanic immigrants. That's all it is. Specifically Mexicans. That's it. That's yeah. it. So he used that. I mean, it is interesting. He's going to start pivoting to a general, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it, what you know, what's going to be fascinating is Hillary is going to get a massive amount of Republican support. Yeah. Republicans are going to be secretly pulling the lever for Hillary, just as so many Democrats did for uh, Ronald Reagan. There will be a new phenomenon of the Hillary Republican. I've heard it, you know, being at Fox News, you know, there's so many people that are hard right who have just, you know, they whisper it under their tongue, but that basically know they only have one option if it's Trump versus Hillary, and it's Hillary because at the end of the day, Donald Trump is a liberal. Yeah. 
uh, at least in their eyes, and in a lot of ways he is. He actually, he absolutely is, and not only that, but, you know, you put uh, Donald Trump in the White House, you might as well just end the Republican Party forever. It's all done. It's done. He blows it up. He, <laughs> he blows he, it up because from then on, uh, every Democratic candidate, every third-party candidate, they can point to Donald Trump and say, yep. these are the decisions that the Republican Party makes. Oh, Lily. <laughs> oh, Lily. But then you got states like Indiana, Nebraska, and California coming up as well, which are a little bit further down the calendar. Obviously, California coming around June. And uh, Ted Cruz has a really strong ground game there. So if he stays in, maybe he can win a few of those states. But at the end of the day... If if Donald Trump gets over, I think you know some people are sitting around eleven hundred now, uh, to and goes to the convention with a, a, over eleven hundred delegates, and they don't give it to him. It is going to be a straight up mutiny. Yeah. So the Republican Party has some tough choices. Yeah, and he's. Uh, I mean, he is subtly encouraging violence and rioting at the actual convention. He said, you know, well, he came yeah. out and he said it's like I'm not going to say people are going to get hurt. Well, yeah. I'm not going to say there's going to be violence. I'm not going to say that. But he's saying it. Yeah, like, but, but I like it. <laughs> I actually like that because, you know, we go to these conventions. It's all these delegates. It's all these privileged people. You and I aren't going to the convention. I would love to watch these, you know, these people who haven't been to a gym in a decade who have been <laughs> catered to every single day of their lives trying to fight. It's not the it would people look like on, a Williamsburg mosh pit. It's not the people on the inside. It's the people on the outside. You know, it's the 1968 Democratic National Convention all yeah, over again, true. even though yeah. that's, you know, that was a protest for peace that the cops started that fight. Uh, well, but, I mean, the, to be fair. It's gonna the RNC conventions in Cleveland. Will the cops even know the difference? <laughs> I mean, Cleveland every night there's a riot, isn't yeah. there? No, the cops aren't gonna start the fight. Uh, the constituents are gonna start the fight outside uh, of the gonna, RNC. Yeah, you're outside saying outside the RNC, yeah. and uh, I'm gonna guess. How many gunshot wounds? Because there's <laughs> going to be so many guns there. So if many guns. More gunshot wounds if the Cleveland Cavaliers win the NBA championship. <laughs> over under. <laughs> over under. <laughs> Let me go over under 23. <laughs> That's what I'll say on that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be amazing if, uh, you know, they don't give it to Trump inside the convention and then outside the convention everyone just goes completely insane and they're forced to stay in the uh, in, in the center and then God knows what happens. Who knows? It'll be a very exciting. So these New York primaries, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people very deflated right now. It was a big, you know, walking around Williamsburg, everyone had their I Voted sticker right next to their Bernie sticker. And uh, there was, you know, I went out to the bar last night and there were people who were like visibly sad. They really thought he had a chance. And, you know, we were hoping, uh, you know, that perhaps he did. But, again, the independents not being allowed to vote. I'm so against closed primaries. It's ridiculous. Everything should just be open primary. Um, and you could actually get a real sample size of the people. In a two-party system, there absolutely should be open primaries. Yeah. If we had some sort of system where, you know, we had five or six different parties running all at once, that's a different sure. story. That that makes sense that there would be some sort of closed primary. Uh, but in a two-party system, uh, it is antithetical to d democracy. Yep. Uh, it is an absolute subversion of what this country was founded on. Oh, Lily, man. <laughs> oh, Lily. You know, in a lot of we only had 30% voter turnout for uh, for roughly for both, but I know for a fact for the Republicans. And a lot of people are super pissed off about that. But, I mean, I actually think for a primary, that's not terrible. Yeah. And uh, if you look at, you know, what they take for sample sizes for the majority of polls, they're roughly like 1,600 people oftentimes. For the most part, the polls have been accurate going through every single caucus and primary. Michigan was a big surprise, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, Iowa, you know, for the Democrats, uh, a bit of a surprise right off the bat uh, for Hillary. 
uh, having Bernie come in so close. Some people say he won the state, um, but uh, there was some uh, possible voter fraud there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but 30 percent, I, I don't know if the numbers would have changed that much as far as you know support for the candidates. If you look at that as a sample size, um, I, I mean, I think that the, the – the people spoke in the Republican Party. Yeah, so. w- without a doubt. Uh, and I actually, I need to make a correction. You were right on the last episode. When oh, said- <laughs> oh, Lily, I'm going to go get a blow. <laughs> you were right when you said that the deadline uh, for register for changing party yeah. affiliations was October. Uh, it was October of last year, and it was long before anybody cared about the presidential primaries. Oh, yeah. And it was long before anybody thought that Bernie Sanders had any sort of chance whatsoever. And long oh, before yeah. anyone knew there was any other candidate besides Hillary Clinton. Before tr- and New York yeah. City, and the New York primary has not mattered in decades. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like there there was just no reason for us independents to say like, well, you know, just in case. And not only that, but it wasn't publicized. Who knew that it was October? No, I mean, it's unbelievable. You would if, if you wanted a career as a psychic and you predicted that Bernie Sanders would go this far into the Democratic primary and Donald Trump would be winning the Republican primary. If you just threw that out there, you would have a career for life and you could be wrong about everything from here on out. <laughs> yeah. And but if you get that one, all, all that's all it takes to be a good career psychic. <laughs> one good guess. <laughs> and we're not even, we haven't even mentioned the gigantic voter purge in Brooklyn yet. Oh, yeah. Get into that. Yeah. 125,000 people, 125,000 Democrats were completely purged from the rolls and were not able to vote yesterday. And not only that, I read a testimony from a woman i read a story and of course this is just her saying this so we don't really know this isn't verified she didn't take a picture we don't know if she's telling the truth or not or if she's just trying to get a little bit of attention uh but she Mm -hmm. said that she was changed over from democrat to republican uh party affiliation without her knowledge and when she actually finally got a hold of her registration card it was marked republican Mm. but the signature was forged it wasn't Mm. her it was not her signature at all and again we don't know if this woman is telling the truth or not we don't know if she's just trying to stir up the pot uh but when you have such widespread voter you know voter fraud as we had here in new york city when you have so many uh screw-ups uh as we did here in new york city it lends some credence to this woman's claim yep I mean, you know, it's been a, it's been an interesting cycle for everyone. Arizona with the eight hour, ten hour wait lines. I mean, it doesn't seem like we've had we've had more uh, primaries and caucuses that have, have had problems than not. Yeah, and not so only that, know. but there were so many different uh, voting precincts uh, that opened late, uh, and so yeah. many of them that had broken machines. They have had a very long time to prepare for this primary Mm -hmm. Uh, if they have it you know of course like they say you know okay the reason why we do it in october is so we have time to process everything and maybe that's true because they didn't even have time to fix to fix voting machines they didn't have time or at least they didn't try they didn't try to fix voting machines they didn't test them you know they didn't try to get enough volunteers to open the polling places on time uh because they didn't want voter turnout they did not want high voter turnout uh they did Mm. not prepare for this whatsoever uh and they easily could have 
Yeah. Uh, yep. And and this just and, and it doesn't even you know matter like at, at the end of the day it doesn't matter that you know it put that all of this put Hillary on top. What this matters is that this is a democracy issue. This is an issue with our country. Voter suppression, uh, especially like this is the worst. Mm. This is the absolute worst case of voter suppression and the absolute uh, worst example of American democracy since the Bush Gore election of two thousand. Like this yeah. is a, this is a travesty. That we have to live like this in America, the supposedly greatest country in the world, that we live like this, that elections are run like this. Uh, it is uh, baffling that yeah. this is how it works. Wake up, America. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, I mean, it's tough. <laughs> what can you do? Yeah. I mean, you know, what can you do? these uh, these primaries are run by very uh, motivated people to make sure that the candidate that they want to win wins. Yep. And, uh, yeah. But, I mean, at the same time, okay, so we do have, uh, you know, the, the one of the great ironies about Donald Trump talking about uh, how the system is rigged is that he's winning it. Yeah. You know, so, uh, you know, how rigged uh, is it against him uh, when in reality he's the front runner and uh, it doesn't and, – and the rules are the rules. I mean, but really, I'm not talking about the RNC and the DNC, but what you're discussing is the actual um, – what it to go vote the tangible vote process itself yeah it, it needs to be it needs to be improved i mean i don't know i never have a problem i just go to an elementary school and uh you know I've, i'm just there every day well they're and just, once every four years i get to vote what they're doing is they're showing not only how easy it is to manipulate the vote but they can get away with it yeah because there's nothing nothing is going to happen nothing happened in arizona nothing is going to happen here in new york city they're going to de blasio's putting out a probe mm. yeah and that's not going to do anything did you see de blasio's tweet yesterday about no. voting he said there's nothing more punk rock than going out and voting <laughs> like, yeah there oh, is. i fucking hate you so much <laughs> yeah that is oh that is kind of punk rock <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? That's, That's just the worst way to say it. There's nothing more punk rock. What is this? 1983? <laughs> like know. what? What are you? What are you talking about, man? <laughs> what are you talking about? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Um, anyway, yeah, Arizona. That was terrible. With the they they what they, it was six hundred voting places down to like twenty or something. Yeah. Anyway, all right. So that's uh, the New York primary. We're chugging along here through the race. We'll have uh, Samanar Bobby, I believe, is going to be uh, the guest in the next episode. So we'll step back a little bit from the uh, domestic politics and take you all around the world to yeah. the beautiful Middle East, where everything is really nice. Yeah, because here peaceful. in America, we've totally forgotten that the rest of the world exists. Yeah, and then we're like still bombing it. <laughs> Like every day, so every day we'll get into that with uh, with Mister R. Bobby. That'll be exciting. If uh, yeah, I mean your vote still matters. Go out there and do it. And if you get screwed over, at least you have a good story. And hopefully, if enough people get screwed over, we can actually change it in the next primary cycle. Um, and that'll be a good thing. So. Yeah, and you can only get screwed over if you make the effort. Remember that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And so yeah, I think it's you know it's really it is. Old country to vote. <laughs> Old country music. I don't know. Or punk rock. Yeah, punk no, rock. Outlaw country. Outlaw yeah. country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Waylon. It's David Allen Coe calling out Nashville, <laughs> and you never even call me by my name. Yeah, I think that some yeah. of that, some of that vote went to Trump. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right that's fine um all right everyone go to the facebook page it's uh abling it's top at follow marcus parks on twitter at marcus parks and he's on instagram at uh, marcus parks and listen to his show the lucky bone show yeah, mixcloud.com slash marcus parks yeah what kind of music are you into right now uh right now i am actually kind of going a little old school punk 
Uh, and I'm going funk. I'm going some disco. I'm doing mm. some 90s stuff. You know, some like 90s grunge. I'm doing a Ooh. little bit of uh, 80s new romantic stuff. Uh, and uh, some of uh, the newer Afro punk or Afro beat stuff. What's the new romantic 80s stuff? What yeah, that's that like mean? that's like Duran Duran, Adam and the Ants, uh, orchestral movements in the dark. Oh, I see. Like uh, when they started cutting out the butt butts on pants. <laughs> pretty much the Pretty in Pink soundtrack. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. that was a good movie, Pretty in Pink. It John was. Hughes. Yeah, Echo and the Bunny Men. Mm. Yeah, how were the bunny, bunny men? <laughs> Are they good? These days. How's Mr. Bunnyman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's good friends with Affidavit Ballot. And they're just hanging out. Bunnyman. Um, sounds like a lawyer. I don't know. All right, everyone. Uh, so, yeah, find me on Twitter at, uh, at Ben Kissel. And uh, I'm a, I am on Instagram at Ben uh, Kissel one I should start using that. Yeah, you should. But, it's fun. You know, I don't like pictures. I love pictures. Yeah, because I don't even know how to get it. Like, how do you get it on there? You press a button, and yeah. then you take a picture, mm. and you put it on there. You press mm. another button. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it seems like a lot. Been eating a lot of chicken. <laughs> I have been eating a ton of chicken. A ton? I mean, chicken. Everyone eats a ton of chicken. It's chicken. Two pounds of chicken. Two pounds? Yeah. (laughs) The deli guy is concerned. I can't get enough. Anyway, that's good for the diet. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Albert Bunnyman. Oh, yeah, that's good. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to cavecomedyradio.com. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org lost. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.